Good morning. Is this thing on yet? Breaker, breaker. Welcome to Covenant, uh, Church of the Covenant. My name is Pastor Jason Griffiths, and I am excited you're here. I'm excited to be here. This is my first Sunday, and uh, we're fired up, right? I, I feel pretty excited. Um, I got a couple announcements for us. One is, please sign the attendance books that are located in your pews. Um, Johnny's, Johnny Ernest's uh, memorial service will be next Sunday, August 11th at 12.30 p.m. And then after this service, it's the first Sunday of the month, so we have a potluck, which is always a good thing, right? Free food for people who don't really bring food places. Uh, and there's also a bake sale. I believe the bake sale is raising money for student ministries. Is that right? Children's, Children's ministries. Wonderful. Well, let's, I know you guys all just got comfortable. Let's stand up and greet one another. <laughs> Hey, uh, congregation, right out of the gate, I made a mistake. I forgot to introduce Terry. She wants to give us a praise report. You can play a little chimes. Everybody, Terry's going to say something. Good morning. I am sporting Team USA official jersey for my son. Thank you all for your prayers and your blessings. We raced a week ago Friday in Belgium. 147 boys, men from 17 to 24 years old in his class. They had to take eight laps. He made it through seven. He made it in the top 16. They only award in the top eight, but he's never gone that far, and he didn't crash once. So praise God. about you, but I need, I need some good news. I've heard a lot of brokenness. If you've been reading the news or listening to the news, there's all kinds of wildness going on. And I think as we draw into our worship service, let's just start with a, a moment of stillness and quiet our hearts. Please stand for this morning's call to worship. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be Let's go to God in prayer. Almighty God, your Son, Jesus Christ, fed the hungry with the bread of his life and the word of his kingdom. Renew your people with your heavenly grace and in all our weakness sustain us by your true and living bread. Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, Amen. Let us sing hymn number 337.
Testing. All right, kids, this is Christian Redman. Welcome him. He's going to give you your message this morning. Good morning. Has there ever been something that your parents or your teacher wanted you to do that you were scared of doing or thought you, that you thought was stupid, perhaps? Anything? Maybe? Raise your hands. Come on. It's got to be someone. You thought, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, come on. So what was that? Is there anything particular? Nothing you think, can think of. All right. Homework. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But maybe that was climbing on a climbing wall, going down a zip line. Maybe that was taking up acting and talking in front of people on a stage. Sometimes, you know, we need to have faith in ourselves. I have a quote from Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Sometimes God opened doors of opportunity for us that are part of his plan, and we don't even realize it. Or we're too scared or nervous to do these things. For me personally, I've done a lot of traveling, I've done a lot of talking in front of people. And when I travel, I can go on a boat somewhere by myself for two weeks, or I want to get up in front of like, my congregation. I'm a little bit scared and nervous of doing that, and I don't always want to do it, but I push myself a little further, and sometimes these are open doors for us. For you, it could be learning to do public speaking, to play an instrument, or travel like I did. To do these things, we need to be open to trying new things. All these doors have opportunity that God opened for us as part of his plan for our lives. If we don't trust and pray, and pray about things that worry or that worry us, and ask for guidance and strength, we might truly never realize what God's true plan is for us. So next time someone asks you to do something you're not comfortable with, think about it. Pray about it. Maybe say yes. You never know. That might be the, your future job. It might be your future hobby. Maybe something you truly love. So, to lighten the mood a little bit, I have a joke I'd like to dedicate to my dad. This is one of his favorites. A fellow was stuck on his rooftop in a flood. He was praying for God to help. Soon a man in a rowboat came by, and the fellow shouted to the man on the roof, Jump in, I can save you. The stranded man said, No, it's okay. I have faith. I'm praying to God. He'll come and save me. To this, and then a helicopter came by, and the pilot shouted, Quick, grab the rope. I can save you. And the man said, No thanks. I'm praying to God, and he's going to save me. I have faith. So soon the floodwater rose, and he passed away. And he went to heaven, and he asked God, How come you didn't save me? I sent you a rowboat and a motorboat and a helicopter. <laughs> what else can I do for you? So grab the opportunity while it lasts.
meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest I don't have time to maintain these regrets so heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss my heart turns violently inside of my chest Pastor Jason, welcome, and welcome to Malia, and to Zeke and Elsie. On behalf of every one of us, we are so happy to have you here. We hope for you and your family to be here for many, many, many years. And to the PNC, thank you for all of your hard work. It has paid off. The proof of God's amazing love is this, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And because of that, we have faith in him and we can dare to approach the throne of God with confidence. So in faith and in penitence, let us confess our sin before God and one another together. Almighty and merciful God, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have not done those things which we ought not have done. O oh Lord, have mercy on us. Spare those who confess their faults. Restore those who are penitent 
that we may live a life that is holy, just, and humble, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear the good news. Who, who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ. And Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone and a new life has begun. Know that you, me, we all are forgiven and be at peace. Amen. Oh, that you to 
I could just go home right now. This is uh, this is surreal. This is crazy. This is crazy. Um, yeah, let's let's go before our God once again in prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful Holy Spirit. I pray that my words would drop to the floor. I pray that your words would penetrate the hardest parts, even my own, and transform us from the inside out, like only you can. And all God's people said. We're going to end this summer, and I'm going to launch on a study in the Psalms. I don't know about you, but I didn't really appreciate the Psalms when I was younger. And as I've lived the life a little bit, the more I've seen that the older I get, I think the more and more I'm going to enjoy the Psalms. Um, it's, it's a beautiful mix. The Psalms are a beautiful mix of joy, sorrow, in reality. Joy in that I've lived long enough to realize the only place you can find true joy is in God. Amen? Amen. And then sorrow. A little less than half of the Psalms are Psalms of lament. Since the fall, this world's broken. We're broken. And the psalmist doesn't ignore that. David and his compadres, they don't ignore that. And that's why I say it's, it's reality. I used to have an Old Testament professor that would always say, the Old Testament, he called it the First Testament, because old infers that you don't really think about it anymore. The First Testament, it tells it how it is, not how it's supposed to be. And that's what's so refreshing about the Psalms. Does anybody else like the Psalms? Okay, good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. We're going to read Psalm 107, and I'm going to read the first nine verses, and then I'm going to skip down to the end. Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those he redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, and from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to an inhabited town. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. 
Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way until they reached an inhabited town. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and the hungry he fills with good things. And then skipping down to the last verse. Let those who are wise give heed to these words and consider the steadfast love of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our time is short because it's, we're going to be breaking bread later in the service, so I want to be brief. My old boss used to say, be brief but amazing. <laughs> and so I'm going to hone in on three words. And one of, uh, one of those words is yada. Yada. Yeah. That's in Hebrew. In Greek, it's doxa. And I remember that w- word well because my Greek professor, a guy named Lex Woodbury, he, would, he, would, he was rough on us. And a lot of times he would give us a lot of work. And we'd, he said, being in this class is like being on a boat. And sometimes... I'm going to take you into some rough waters, and you're going to be looking around saying, where's mama? <laughs> and he would notify us when we were about to do that. And then he'd say, sometimes I'm going to, I'm going to slow us down and make sure that we sink in what we're learning. And if you don't say doxa, which means thank you, give thanks, I'm going to take you out in rough waters again. <laughs> So I learned to say thank you quickly in my Greek class. The the psalmist says it in verse 1, in verse 8, in verse 15, in verse 21, and in verse 31. It's repeated over and over. Give thanks. Give thanks. Be grateful. Give thanks. Give thanks. Do you remember being lost? Do you remember wandering? Do you remember being so hurt that you you didn't think you would ever mend again? I know I do. And the psalmist does. The psalmist brings back to mind the exodus and the exile. Wandering around in the desert for a lifetime. I don't know where you are this morning. But take it from me, from a guy who's been through some of the deepest valleys this world can throw at you. God is going to rescue. God is going to meet you. And this psalmist, at this, in this particular psalm, this is a psalm of praise, he's through the valleys. And he's saying, give thanks. Application question for this, when's the last time you said thank you? When's the last time you were grateful? When's the last time you remembered where God has pulled you from and you said thank you to God. 
I used to work at St. Andrews, and forever there was this doctor, Reverend Dr. John Huffman, and one of his common sayings was, every Christian, every day should be Thanksgiving, and every Sunday should be Easter. We've turned into a grumpy church. We've turned into a bunch of people that don't say thank you enough. Myself included. The next word I'm going to hone in on is consider. And in Hebrew, it's bane. And in Hebrew, it means to look closely. Consider with full attention. Who in here is a parent? This is the word that they used to describe when you stare at your baby. I remember when Zeke showed up in this beautiful world, my, 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 my first son, Ezekiel. I remember we, we didn't watch TV for, I think, the first couple months. Didn't read books, didn't do anything. Any spare moment, I was just staring at his face. My dad had bought me this, my dad's right there. My dad had bought me this high finangled camera. And right now, my, I took pictures of the surfing out in US Open, and my iPhone takes better pictures than this camera back then. But anyway, this camera, it was like the top of the line. And I remember my friend coming over and just taking pictures of my son's ear and then his nostrils. <laughs> you know, and he was, and it, he, was, he was considering, he was focused on. And that brings me to my last word, the hesed. It's interesting because we got some poets. I was talking to somebody before the service, and he's got books of poetry. Whoever that guy is, raise your hand. He preached last week and sang a poem or something. Jim, that's awesome because this is like the, this is a master class. Reading the Psalms is like a master's class in writing poetry because he repeats be grateful, be grateful, be grateful. And then right at the end, he throws the curveball and he says, consider, consider what, psalmist? Consider the hesed of God, the great love of God. I'm a big music fan. Everybody's going to know that right away. But I was watching VH1 Storytellers. The Boss was on. Have you ever seen The Boss? Bruce Springsteen, anybody that doesn't, from Jersey or heard about Jersey. But the boss was doing storytellers, and what storytellers is, VH1 storytellers, the, the person, the artist, will play a song, but before he plays that song, or she plays that song, she'll tell you about the, or he'll tell you about that, that song, and how it came to fruition, and how it came out. And he ends his VH1 storytellers concert with Thunder Road. Everybody should applaud right there. <laughs> that's, that's an amazing tune, right, Randy? Thunder Road. And so I've always wondered, what's that song about? Because he's talking about leaving a woman. He's, I don't know what he's talking about, but oh, oh, I want to go on Thunder Road too. He says, my, my, this song, Thunder Road, is my invitation. It's my invitation to anybody who will listen to me. Come and join me on a journey. Put the top down and let's go. And then he goes into it. And he sounds like a howling wolf or whatever. But, 
This psalmist is inviting us. He ends the psalm with an invitation. Consider the great love of God. Get lost in the love of God. Dive into God's creation. Anybody into Shark Week? Anybody into the Nature Channel? I was watching this thing on the Nature Channel about this fish they just discovered off of Japan. There, these scuba divers were cruising around, and all of a sudden they came into these floral patterns that had been painted by somebody. They thought it was some prankster from New York and just down there with the... No, I'm just kidding. They didn't know what was making this thing until they watched this, and there was a, it was a white spotted puffer fish, and they discovered a new species of... of, of this is just a couple of years ago of this puffer fish. And the male, to try and pick up on the ladies, you know what I mean, <laughs> makes this nest and does all this dancing and stuff like that. And it does it for a week. And there's currents. I don't know if you've been to the ocean, but it's a, it's a hard place to do artwork. But it, this f- fish works and goes like this, boom, 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 boom. And then like 10 seconds with the lady, boom, gone. But it's all this beautiful art. Get lost in the creative. Why did God make it? What? what? Why? God loves to create. God loves to be beautiful. Did you see the sunset last night? Holy smokes. No artist can touch that. Lose yourself in God's comfort in the valley. 2003, I lost my mom to cancer. I remember looking to people. They couldn't help. I remember even looking to my bride. She looked hopeless. She, looked, she couldn't help me. God was the only one in the room. And hiding in him was my only comfort. This is the psalmist's invitation. Dive in. Get lost in his beauty. You're hurting? Meet Jesus as he's dying for you on the cross, eye to eye. Meet the, self, the suffering Savior. If you're in the high top like me, I'm on the mountaintop. I don't know if you've heard, but I'm the pastor of this place. <laughs> this is crazy, right? I, do I, I, am I the only one who feels like this is crazy? My dad's going, this is crazy. <laughs> they let my kid in front of these people? This is crazy. 18 years ago, I was standing right there as a punk, marrying that beautiful woman right there. And she, I, she said yes, and I tricked her into it. God, God moved me around, and I'm on, I'm on a mountaintop. Do you know who makes mountaintops? God. Right? I was talking to God just about how amazing my, like my journey has come. I was sitting out on the pier at Huntington Beach, watching these pro surfers. I'm like, God, why me? Why all this stuff? Did you see that, God? Did you see that? And I heard him almost audibly. Yeah, I saw it. I made it. (laughs) Hey, stupid. (laughs) I made that. Celebrate that. Now, as we move forward into this, through this worship service, um, this is, this table is all about being grateful. This table's all about 
the invitation to say thank you to God. This table is all about the invitation to draw near to him in the valleys. This table is all about celebrating with God. Did you hear that when Amy was saying? If we're in Christ, we're new creations. We don't have to be, act like that anymore. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, help us to be more grateful. Help us to thank you more and more. Help us to thank the people around us more and more. Help us to say thank you before everyone around us. May this be the launching of a competition in this place to say thank you first to you. And I pray that throughout this week and throughout the months to come, that we would get lost in your love. We would learn more about how much you love us and how much you love our neighbors. And all God's people said, Amen. And now let's stand and sing hymn number 21, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling.
please be seated. I wanted to just give you a little housekeeping announcement before the prayer. Um, I've been informed that the parking lot is packed. The cars are double parked. So if, if you weren't planning on staying for the potluck, you might want to because you might not be able to leave anyway. So just so you're prepared for when you, when you leave. And now let us just go before this glorious God that we've been praising in a time of prayer. Mighty God, you taught us in our prayers to remember the needs of all people. Hear our intercession in the name of Jesus Christ. Strengthen this congregation in its work and worship, we pray. Fill our hearts with self-giving love that our voices may praise you and our lives may conform to the image of your Son. Nourish us with your word and sacraments that we may faithfully minister in your name. Lord, again it has happened. A normal Saturday at Walmart in El Paso became the scene of death and injury as a hate-filled gunman went on a violent rampage. And then just hours later, the scene was repeated in Ohio. We cry out, why? You have told us, O Lord, if we humble ourselves and pray, you will heal the land. We come to you now with our fervent prayer that you heal our land that you bring an end to hatred and bigotry and violence against one another. Teach us to live together in harmony, respecting one another. By your holy prophets, you taught your ancient people to seek the welfare of cities in which they lived. We commend our neighborhoods to your care, that they may be free from social strife and decay. Help us to create communities of justice and peace. We pray for our nation's leaders that you would guide them to govern with wisdom and restraint according to your principles in order that we may lead lives of peace. We know we are fearfully and wonderfully made, O God, for we are the works of your hands. We lift up to you today those among us who come needing your help for relief from pain, physical or emotional, they may, that they may know the peace and joy of your supporting care. We pray today for Bob Rasmussen, who will be having surgery tomorrow morning. We pray for those who cannot be with us because of illness or injury or the effects of age. We pray for those who are carrying the heavy burden of grief, that you might comfort them. We pray for all those unspoken requests in our hearts. Use us as instruments in your hand to bring comfort and your presence. Eternal God, you draw near to us in Christ. Amid the activities of our daily lives, make us attentive to your voice and alert to your presence that we may treasure your word above all else. We ask this through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. And at this time in our worship, we have the opportunity
to give our gifts of tithes and offerings. So I would invite the ushers to come forward.
Please be seated. Now Jesus was in the upper room and he was gathered with his 12 buddies, his 12 closest friends. And they had gathered together to celebrate the Passover meal. The disciples hadn't really caught on that Jesus was about to change everything. And he was about to redefine the Passover meal and redefine what coming to the Heavenly Father looked like. And he lifted up the bread. And he said, this doesn't, this is no longer the unleavened bread that symbolized the people of God, the Hebrew nation, getting out of Israel so fast during the Exodus event that they couldn't wait for the bread to rise. This no longer is about that. This is my body. Broken for you and I. And in the same way, after giving thanks, he lifted up the cup and he said, this used to be that blood you put over the doorpost that saved our people from the angel of death. This no longer is. This is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Paul later adds in his letter to the Corinthian people, he says, as often as we, as often as we, Jim, we gather together and we eat this bread and we drink this cup, we proclaim that Jesus died for us. And we also proclaim he's coming back. He's coming back for each and every one of us. Let's go to God in prayer. You are holy, O God of majesty, and blessed is Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, to be for us the way, the truth, and the life. Revealing your love, he taught those who would hear him, healed those who believed in him, received all who sought him, and lifted the burdens of their sin. O God, in this world where many hunger and thirst, we are thankful for the humblest bread and the simplest to drink. Yet the bread and drink on this table are much more than that. They are the sacred reminder of your son's death and the words of promise he spoke to his disciples. Abide in me, and I shall abide in you. Let the words come alive for us once more. Pour out your spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and drink, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ. Help us to see, to hear, to feel in these elements the words of everlasting life and comfort spoken to our restless hearts. We lift our thanksgiving for this table and its place in our lives. Forgive our sins and gather us together as a family is gathered at the meal. Make us attentive to the world of needs around us, and may Christ be the head of the table and the head of our lives this day and forever. Amen.
say something. I already said something about the cup. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you more about the cup. I have a really good story about the cup. One time I was, uh, I was doing a ministry. We lived right, right near Monte Vista Grove Homes, all these retired missionaries, Presbyterian missionaries and pastors. And Winnie Washburn, she had just turned 96, and she had fallen and taken a bunch of her teeth out. And I went to serve her communion at home. And she looked at me and said, I can't chew the bread, but it's the cup that matters. Jesus' blood covers me. And uh, she went to be with Jesus like a couple months after that. And uh, this cup is the cup of life. And we're going to hold on to it and take it as one body when everyone's been served. Ushers, please come forward.
the cup of Christ, the blood of the Lamb. Behold, drink all of it. It takes away your sins. Will you please pray with me? Loving God, you graciously feed those who partake in your holy mystery with the bread of life and the cup of eternal salvation. May we who have received this sacrament be strengthened in your service. May we who have sung your praises tell of your glory and truth. May we who have witnessed the greatness of your love see you face to face one day in your kingdom. For you have made us your own people by the death and resurrection of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the life-giving power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. And now, may God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so.
don't know that you're playing. Uh, that's fine. <laughs>